0: Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, Today we will be studying uh, on Matthew 21 verses 1 through 11 and we're going to be studying on Palm Sunday. Um, Palm Sunday is something that we celebrate because it it talks about the entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. It's a very important event. Why? Because it's, it's Jesus, it's God willingly going into the city Willing to um, lay down his his life for us, so today is uh, it's a very important day. In fact, if we had a big a big idea, it would be a triumphal entry or a perfect day. Why? Because this is the day that was chosen uh, for, for for Jesus to walk into that city, uh, entry go into the city, and um, and once again, uh, he did it willingly. He did it because he loves us so much. You know, Jesus' purpose. Uh, is going to be running into Jerusalem is to make his public claim that he is Messiah. Uh, so, could you please open up your Bibles to Matthew 21? We're going to go in verses 1 through 11. Um, there are Bibles right in front of you. If you don't bring, if you don't have a Bible with you, if not, you could uh, go into uh, the church's website and you could look at uh, you Version Bible and you could look at it. Uh, take a look at uh, your phone in that. So today we're going to break Matthew twenty-one verses one through eleven in three points. Verses one through five, we're going to look at the lonely king's entry. Verses six through nine, the lonely king's mission. And verses ten through eleven, we're going to look at the lonely king's identity. Would you pray with me? Thank you. We thank you for Lord. We thank you for today. We thank you for this time, Lord, appointed to us. Lord, may you fill us with the Holy Spirit. May you be with us, Father God. Lord, as we read your word, Lord, may it, may it penetrate our hearts, our minds, Father God. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to gather together. So, Lord, once more, be with us. Fill us with you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Verse 1 says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. And this was done that it may be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, tell the tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting down on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them and set them on, on them. And every way multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes, who would, uh, the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem all the city was moved saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus the prophet so from Nazareth of Galilee. Here we see the lonely king's entry. Now, verse 1, you know, it, it's, it says, you know, now when they drew near Jerusalem and they came to Bethpage at the Mount Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples. As we dive into the story, we see that Jesus gives very specific instructions in order to prepare for his entry into Jerusalem. First of all, we see that there is a specific geographical location from where Jesus will come into the city. Jesus is coming from Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. Bethpage was a village located less than a mile uh, from Jerusalem along the slope called the Mount of Olives. The slope overlooked the city of Jerusalem and he presented a situation uh, where Jesus and the crowd with him would be seen as they came into Jerusalem. Uh, so, as they're coming into Jerusalem, in verse two, if we pick up again where it says, "Saying to the disciples, Go unto the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied tied in a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me." We get to see here uh, where we see specific instructions on where we find these donkey. Where to find these donkeys? Jesus tells the two disciples, just you know, untie the donkeys and bring them to them. Now, if anyone asks why the disciples are doing this, they were just to basically say everything's okay. We are allowed to do this. Can you imagine this? Um, this takes a lot of faith. Um, if Jesus is telling the disciples, I want you to go out there and get get these two donkeys. And if anybody says who sends you, you know, just, just tell them it's from the Lord. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I have a feeling that if Pastor Cody was to tell me and Jerry to go get a truck from a dealer. <laughs> Two Hispanic guys. <laughs> and if he was to say, I want you to go in there and uh, pick the coolest truck. The most expensive one, in fact. And, uh, and bring it to me. In fact, if they ask you why, just tell them Pastor Cody says so. How is that going to work out? I believe my brother Jerry and I will be doing prison ministry after, after that moment. You see, this is, this is very different. This is very different uh, from, from, from what Jesus is asking them to do. Um, this takes a lot of faith. This takes faith in obedience, okay? Um, it, requires, um, it requires somebody to, um, when they hear the voice of the Lord, uh, for them to be obedient and, to, and just to step out into faith in what they're going to do. You know, when we step out into faith, it's no different for us today. Like, how many times has the Lord asked you to do something where you might say, wait, What? But now it's from the Lord and you have a choice to be obedient or to ignore it. You have a choice to move in faith directed by God or not. Here the disciples must have faith and be obedient to the words of Jesus. Why? Because God is in control. How many times have God has directed your life to do something that he's asking you to do? And how do you you respond to that? Have you been through that lately? I know I have many times. Many times God has told me to do something, and I do, I, I do question it. Really, Lord? You really want me to do that? And, and many times there the are things that God has asked me to step out of my comfort zone to go and act in obedience. And this is not for my glory. It's always for the glory of God. So what do we do? What do I do when God has directed me to do such things? Am I obedient? Or not. I tell you the truth, sometimes, um, sometimes it takes me a few days, if I could be honest with you guys. When God will ask me sometimes to go, go and pray for a brother at work, especially at work. I work in the construction field. So it's not necessarily the most comfortable place, right? It's not like we're... It, construction, uh, construction job site is usually not church. It doesn't work like that. So for me to go out to to somebody that God has directed me to go and pray for them or to go uh, share the gospel with them, it's it's very uncomfortable sometimes. And many times I know the directing from the Lord, and sometimes I won't do it that day, but it takes me a few days. And then I'll go back to the job site, and I might, more likely, I'll end up doing it. But is that something that we struggle with? Is that something that you struggle with? Today, I hope that every time you hear that directive from the Lord, you practice that faith and you you step out in that faith and that you're obedient to what God is telling you to do. Another another point here is, you know, we might wonder why why is Jesus riding in a donkey and not a majestic horse? Well, it is very common for kings during this time and their families to ride donkeys rather than horses. Now, Jesus rode into Jerusalem as a prince of peace, and, uh, and remember, Jesus came first as a suffering servant, Messiah, not a conquering king Messiah. Now, what this means, what this means is the following. Is, 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 is the following. What people were waiting Jesus to come and do is for him to write in. To take over the Roman Empire that had the Jewish people in oppression and, and, and to and, and to set set his throne and rule from there. But see, what what Jesus came to do is to conquer sin. That's what he came to do. Okay? So these these preparations are made for the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, to enter into Jerusalem. In verse 5, we'll see. How it says, "Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lonely and sitting in a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey." Now, Matthew, um, Matthew here is quoting from Zechariah 9:9. Matthew points us to the fact that we have to remember. We have to remember why. why is Matthew is, is, is writing this primarily? It's is to a Jewish audience, and he is writing to show us that Jesus is God's fulfilled promise. Here we see that Jesus is again fulfilling prophecy, which, well, it, it, this, this is why Matthew's pointed it out in, in, in part of Zechariah. Zechariah is a Messianic prophecy, or a prophecy about the Messiah, which Jesus is fulfilling in this moment. You see, this moment was not just prepared, it was actually prophesied. The prophecy said daughter Sion which referred to the city of Jerusalem the location Mount Sion. The prophecy said that Jerusalem's king is coming on a, donkey's, on a donkey's fall. however Jesus is not only the king of Jerusalem he is the king and creator of the universe. So the Messiah is coming in humility and gentleness and peace. He is not coming to which battle but to lay down his own life. He is coming to fulfill that which was prepared for him before he even uttered his first cry as a baby boy. Jesus is fulfilling prophecy. See now, this is a triumphal entry of Jesus. Even though Jesus had been inactive, um, active in his ministry for three years, this day will come as a special day. In a way, it's like the store's grand opening. This is Jesus' grand uh, grand entrance, the day when he officially presented uh, himself as the Messiah to the people of Israel. Now, today's world idea of of a grand entrance would probably be something like a huge white horse or a golden chariot. Um, Now, the way we see Jesus coming in is he's coming in in a borrowed donkey you know and uh, paul tells us uh, tells us that this in humility of jesus is one of a uh, is one of the key elements in learning to get along with one another in philippians uh 2, 1 through 8 we see uh, as it reads therefore if there's any consolation in christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship Of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like minded, having the same love, being uh, of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each other esteem others better than himself. Let each other of you look not only for your own interest, but also in the interest of others. Let this mind be be with you which was also in Jesus Christ who being from a form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death at the cross. You see one of the great examples that Jesus is laying down here for us is how are we to be humble and loving towards one another. You know many times we confuse or the world will confuse humility with weakness and in fact it's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. When you practice humility it shows a lot of power. It shows a lot of restraint. In fact, we see it here, uh, Jesus Christ being the uh, creator, God, creator, creator of the universe, uh, just coming in with such humility and love. And many times the way we work, we, live, we live our lives, the way we um, walk life on a daily basis, many times arrogance can start creeping into our lives. And that's not the way we should live. We should live the way Jesus is teaching us, even in the way he's entering into the city, the way he's willingly is, is willing to um, lay down his life for us with humility, simple. That's the way we should treat one another, with love, loneliness, steaming each other. In fact, steaming others better self. When we make our own grand entrance, we want everyone's attention on us. We want people to take note of how wonderful and special we are, right? Maybe that's why I wear my Palm Sunday shirt and Pastor Cody didn't (laughs) because I'm more special without a beard in fact. Listen, Jesus was to have a grand entrance, but it will be from the back of a borrowed donkey. That's your Messiah. That's who God is. A loving God. Now we're going to look at uh, verses 6-9, through the Lonely King's Mission. says, verse 6, So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse 7 says, Then they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them. And set him on, on on him. Now, once again, we get to see um, an act of obedience. We read that the disciples carried out Jesus' instruction in obedience, and they brought the donkeys to Jesus, laid their clothes on the donkeys, and then Jesus sat on them. And as Jesus was riding the donkey, um, others were laying down their clothes and branches along the road to honor and celebrate Jesus as Messiah. The king now again uh, we know uh, that he is special and they are hopefully they are hopeful that the Messiah that he is the Messiah and they are celebrating him um, as 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 such yet they still don't know of who he is we read in verse 8. And a very, uh, very great multitude, spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread, on, spread them on the road. This is similar. Um, this is similar to giving someone the red carpet treatment. It seems like uh, something appropriate uh, to do for a king. The Old Testament, when Jehu was anointed to be king, we see it in Second Kings verses nine to thirteen, says. Then each man hastened to take his own garment and put it under him on on the top of the steps. And they blew trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. Now, it is important to identify the people here. First, we have um, Jesus and his disciples. Also, uh, there are crowds that are following along with Jesus. Now, remember... Remember that uh, the week that Jesus came into Jerusalem it was Passover Passover week. So many Jewish people would be in Jerusalem to celebrate and and surely some of these were were people from Galilee. These people would know Jesus very well. They are the ones who are celebrating Jesus and shouting Hosanna to the son of David and we see this in verse 9. Then the multitudes who went before and those who follow cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, the word Hosanna in Hebrew means save now. And we clearly see how they're, they're calling him uh, the son of David. You know, the crowd is recognizing that Jesus is the rightful heir to the throne of David. So they continue to, to shout out Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in, in, in the name of the Lord. Now, once more, Hosanna means savior or rescuer or to save. It was also a general word of praise to God. These people are praising God for Jesus. They call him son of David, which points to the fact that they believe he is the Messiah because the Messiah would come from the line of David. The people are basically saying, "Praise God for the Messiah who saves." So, what is the Lonely King's mission? It is salvation. That's what it is—to bring salvation to you and I, to bring salvation to the world. Now, we're going to look at the Lonely King's identity, verses ten through eleven. Verse ten says, "And he, and and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who?" Is This This is the time of Passover. One of the main Jewish um, f- uh, feasts where the people all over the world would come in the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate. Some suggest that the city sold up, upwards, upwards of 2 million people at this time. Even though many people knew who Jesus were, many did not. People were like, what is going on? Others basically replied, Jesus is what's going on. Jesus is coming into into Jerusalem on a donkey as the prince of peace. He was coming uh, to lay down his life and to raise it from the dead. He would accomplish the greatest act of love and display. This is a great act of power that the world has seen. You see as Jesus is coming in there's all kinds of people there. They're excited. Finally, they're getting their Messiah. And as, and as this is happening, um, there are also uh, another group of people that are questioning, who is this? Who is this person? And one of the things, once again, one of the things that we have to see is that, you know, as, as Jesus is coming in, uh, the, the multitude is divided into who Jesus is. Verse 11, we see, so the multitude said, this is, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, many people just did not get it. A lot of people just didn't get it. In fact, we see how Luke uh, records one more detail along the Psalm Sunday road. Uh, we see it in Luke 19, verses 41 through uh, 42. It says, now... As he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you especially, in this your day, the things that make for your, for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. You see? So the question is, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Is he a simple prophet from Nazareth? Or is he just a simple just a, a, a simply a good teacher the identity of the lonely king is that he is Messiah he is God Lord and Savior Jesus not only came as uh, at the triumphal entry as a peaceful Messiah he also is bringing peace to the hearts of millions and millions who would turn to him you see now I would conclude with the following thoughts Today we learn three important points. Number one, the lonely king's entry into Jerusalem. Jerusalem, And that is how Jesus entered with love and gentleness for his people. Number two, the lonely king's mission. The mission was to fulfill prophecy and to bring salvation to to, to his people and to people around the world. Number three, the lonely king's identity. Jesus is Messiah. He is God. In the flesh and, and, and he willingly entered in the city to lay down his life for the world you see I want you to think about the big picture a beautiful day a beautiful day a beautiful day a day promised to us a day where we get to see God's willingness to have a relationship with his people. A day we get to experience God's unconditional love for the world. So the question for you today is who do you say Jesus is? Who is Jesus in your life? If you were in that crowd that day would you say Jesus is a prophet? Would you say Jesus is a good teacher? Or would you or would you say he is the Messiah? Who would you truly say he is? In fact, I'll ask you this other question. Who do you think Jesus is today in your life? Is he just a good teacher, a good prophet? Or is he your Lord and Savior? You see, many times in our lives, we have the tendency of coming to the Lord when we need something. When we need somebody to come and rescue us from a certain situation. And we have this expectancy that Jesus is kind of like that. I don't know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid. We used I don't know if you guys remember these, those, those, like bubble like bubblegum machines. But they used to have like little fun balls that used to bounce around all over the place. You stick a coder in there, you twist it and you get the ball. And no matter what, you're going to get a ball for 25 cents. Do you think of Jesus like that? Every time you need something or, or every time you need to get billed out of something. Do you believe that if you have that magic coder, you put it in the Jesus lot? And he's going to deliver you from it. At command, that is. Is that what we think? Now, me many times, I've, I've fallen into that. Where I'll go through a difficult situation. And I want to be able to uh, put my magic order into the slot and ask Jesus, You are Lord and Savior, but I want you to come in this way, like this. And if you come through, then Hosanna, Hosanna, hallelujah, Hallelujah. If not, then I have to figure it out. You see? And many times what I found out in life is God doesn't work like that. He doesn't. The way God works is by giving something greater than that. Eternal life. That is. Eternal life. And God wants us to operate in faith, God wants us to go and follow Him every step of the way, doing His will. And life could be could become very difficult at times. It's not easy. Many times, it's not easy. In fact, I remember myself when I came into the Lord, um, as you know, I was I was already a, a I was going to say teenager, but no, I mean even even as a as an adult, um, there is no guarantee that when you become a christian your life is going to be perfect that life is going to be perfect there's no such thing your relationship with god is going to be perfect your eternity with the lord in heaven is guaranteed your salvation is guaranteed but but this life unfortunately we we'll live in a fallen world and things happen left and right and uh but what an honor to go through life with our Lord and Savior. Truly what an honor. So today, if you've never received the Lord Jesus in your life, if you have been wrestling with the question of who God is in your life, today's the day. Today is that perfect day. Today is that beautiful, perfect day that God has designed for you to have that relationship with him now the question is would you be willing to would you be willing to put all your faith and open your heart to jesus christ or will you wait another day but remember tomorrow's not promised to no one today's the day and this is what we see this is what we see and we celebrate in that entryway How God, how Jesus is coming into the city with love and gentleness. No different than he comes into your heart today. With that same love, kindness and gentleness. Why? Because he loves you so much. Because he he loves you so much, he wants to keep you forever by his side. So would you be willing to make that commitment today? Pray with me. So, Lord, we, we thank you for today, Father. We thank you, Father, that you were willing, Lord, to come in into this city of Jerusalem willingly, Lord, out of love, to prepare to be willing to lay down your life for us, Father. Lord, no different that you are willing, Lord, With that same gentleness and love. To walk into our hearts, Father. We are grateful. We are thankful, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you were the perfect sacrifice. You were the perfect gift. And that all we have to do is open up our hearts, Father. And receive you. So we thank you, Lord. We are grateful. So as you close your eyes, I want to give that invitation to them. If there's anyone here that does not have the Lord in, in their life and you want to say, Lord, come into my life, please raise your hand. Or if there's anyone that has been struggling and wrestling, and the burning's too heavy, and you just want to hand it over to the Lord. Raise your hand. Let us pray for you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Anyone else? Amen. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for those hands, Lord, that raised their hand. Lord, those hands that belong to you. Those hands that went up, went up in the air and said, I'm right here, Father. In other words, Hosanna, you save. We thank you for their lives, Father God. Lord, be with them in your Holy Spirit. Enter their their hearts, Lord. May you fill them with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because today is a perfect day. So, Lord, we thank you for everything that you do, everything that you continue to do, the many different opportunities, Lord, that you continue to present before us. Lord, be with us. And once more, we thank you, Lord, for For the cross of Calvary, Lord, for what you did in that cross. You did it willingly, Father. Lord, we give you our yokes, Lord. They are heavy, Lord, and uh, give us yours, Lord, which is light. We thank you, Lord. You're a good, loving God. We thank you for everything that you do, Lord. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.